likes that song. He loves that song. Why don't we go ahead and sing that to him again? Because God's presence just rushed into this room. That means he loves it. So let's just worship him again with that song. Let him and welcome him and fill this place with his praise. Hallelujah.
Who feel our praise tonight? Who feel our praise tonight? It's all for you, Jesus. Hold our eyes with your King tonight. Lock eyes with your King tonight. He longs to inhabit your praises. see in your eyes Jesus just enjoy his sweet presence right where you are just give him space just to speak has an answer in Jesus Ooh, Holy Spirit
you're seated right there at the table with him. As you're looking in his eyes of love, I want you just to ask him, Holy Spirit, this question. Holy Spirit, is there a lie that I'm believing about myself? Maybe a lie that was just whispered in our ear. And we bought into it. Just between you and the Holy Spirit, is there a lie that I'm believing about myself? A lie that keeps me from taking that step forward. listen to what he says. Champion. And you are my champion. 
power has no end And the things you've done before In greater measure Oh, you will do again Cause there's no prison Oh, you can't break through No mountain you can't move and there's no broken body you can raise, no soul that you can save. All things are possible. Oh, the darkest night, you can light it up. You can light it up. Oh, God of let hope rise, death is overcome, we sing you the way oh God of revival, you rose in victory, and now you see you, oh forever on the throne. What you've defeated I will trust in you alone Cause there's no prison Oh, you can't break through No mountain you can move All things are possible Hey, There's no broken body you can raise No that you can't say all things are possible
spoke to me and he said sometimes I get teared up when he speaks to me about somebody but <clears throat> let me get through this he said she's a true worshiper and then the scripture John 4 23 came to me obviously it has that same thing in it he said but the time is coming and it indeed now here is where true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the Father is looking for those who will worship Him in this way. And He sees that you're a true worshiper. He sees that, you know, you're not just doing it for a job or a position. You're not just doing it to do the lyrics of the song. That you flow from your heart. You go where He wants you to go. You say what He wants you to say. You're doing it as a ministry unto the Lord and not unto men. And He says that's a true worshiper. And uh, <laughs> I'll just say that one of the songs... Maybe you knew, maybe you didn't know, but the Spirit of God spoke to you, through you to me and totally just confirmed something He's been dealing with me about. And the Spirit of God is totally on me right now, but I'm just taking a step of faith and telling you this. And um, He says, this is like what I'm teaching on, but He says it's a new season for you that you're going to enter into a greater anointing and a greater grace to do what he's called you to do. And uh, 
He even went on to say right now as I was worshiping him that he wants you to step into it right now. To just sing to him from your heart right now what, what's coming out of your heart. This is you stepping in faith. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but you're stepping into it immediately. The time is now. Your new season starts now, today. He's desiring true worshipers, and he says, you've got it. Hallelujah. You've called me, you prepare me for this. You take me by the hand, you clothe me, and you've prepared me, and you will take my hand. You will lead me all the way. I know you've clothed me, I know you've prepared me. I know you take me by the head And you lead me on to fertile ground And you clothe me I know you prepared me I feel you take me by the head You lead me into fertile territory Oh, I know you prepared me I feel you take my head You lead me into new territories I feel you guiding me I know you take me by the head And you lead me into new territories Take a step in confidence I'll take the step in confidence Jesus You're clothing me You've prepared me You take me by the hand And lead me into new territory Oh, loving King, I see your eyes of love, your eyes of love. He's taking you further, he's taking you deeper, he's taking you higher.
so much more. There's so much more than you've even asked for. Hallelujah. But 
Oh man, we're going to just change gears just a little bit. And I'm going to share with you tonight what God has laid on my heart. But wow, the presence of God here is powerful. I'm trusting that you can feel his presence and you're in this wave pool of his presence with us tonight. Hallelujah. This is exciting stuff. Hallelujah. It's a new season for each one of us. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Father, I just thank you for this awesome time of worship, of getting into your presence and your glory tonight. I just welcome you tonight, Holy Spirit. I just ask you just to speak through me. Give me the words to say, to speak into the hearts and lives of your people, God. I just invite you, Holy Spirit. I invite you just to minister to your people, God, by your presence, by your power, by your word. I thank you that it's alive and it's powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. In Jesus' name, everybody shouted, amen, hallelujah. Wasn't it a powerful time in God's presence already? Hallelujah. Man, oh man, God's presence is so powerful here. It is so exciting to be in his presence here with you. I can't wait. I mean, this has been such an awesome time, you know, and we're like Facebook Live. Imagine, you know, having the people there just entering in with us. But I know that you're entering in with us tonight, and I'm so excited. Um, let's give a hand, a warm welcome and hand, and thank you to Orchard Hill Assembly of God worship team. Hallelujah. We're so excited that they have joined us tonight. What an awesome presence of God. They have led us into his throne room. Amen. And now tonight we can receive from his presence and, and um, all that he has for us tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. That was a powerful time in worship before the Lord. Well, tonight, the Lord has laid on my heart something that he's been ministering to me by his spirit. Um, let me wipe my tears away because that's what I do when I'm in his presence. <laughs> if you know me, you've seen a few tears. But anyways, um, yeah, so um, tonight I'm going to be talking about new seasons, new seasons, um, I'm going to start off with Ecclesiastes 3.1. It says, To everything there is a season and a time, and to every purpose under heaven. So there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And um, God has a plan, and he has a purpose for each and every one of us. But there's times and seasons to merge, you know. There's times and seasons that we move into those things. If we move... Um, too fast, we get ahead of ourselves and we're not prepared. And so this is what he's talking about tonight. This is what he's been speaking to me about in my personal life. And um, wow, 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 wow. God has been just confirming, confirming, confirming. And anytime that he speaks to me because of the place he's put me in, I know it's for the body of Christ and what he wants to minister to each and every one of our hearts. We all know this whole thing is about to shift, right? This whole coronavirus, um, shelter-in-place stuff. But I hope the body of Christ is ready to rise up and take their place. I hope you've been utilizing this time to prepare and be on your knees in the throne room for God to fill you up. Because the Bible says that he will flow through us like rushing torrents of life-giving water. He tells us to let our light shine before men. But if we haven't been basking and waiting in his presence and preparing for this season, 
then, you know, we're going to be um, doing without some of the equipment that we need. And God wants us to be equipped to do his work. Amen. And so we're talking about a new season, which the body of Christ is just about to roll into. And this is something the Lord has been speaking to me personally about, but I know it's for the body. Um, I don't know if it was last Sunday or last revival that this happened to me. But I was standing there worshiping. The reason I don't know is it was my worship team playing, so I'm not sure if it was Sunday or last revival. <laughs> they played both of them. So anyways, while I'm worshiping on the side, the Lord spoke to me by a vision. And in this vision, um, I came up to the front. And they're up here playing, so I didn't really do this. But I came up to the front, and I rolled across. I got down, and I rolled across this carpet. And I kind of giggled to myself, and I said, Lord, Holy Spirit, what in the world was that? And the Lord spoke to me very clear, and he says, you're rolling into a new season. And I was like, whoa, okay, praise the Lord, I accept that, I receive that, you know. And it was pretty funny the way he illustrated it to me, because it, I knew that wasn't me thinking that. Like, I couldn't have thought that silly thing. I mean, I could have, but it wasn't me. It was the Lord giving me a vision, and he spoke to me regarding a new season. Amen. And so I was excited and, and um, just pumped about that. And then on Tuesday night, um, we had a prayer meeting here at um, the church with 10 or less of us and um, <laughs> um, from different people from Revival and the church and some personal friends and stuff like that. We might have had 11. Shh. But anyways, I had my son with me. So, um, But somebody who didn't normally come, um, I met her one time. Um, God used to speak a word through her to me, and God gave her a vision and um, basically, the gist of it was, and this is amazing because it was like a few days after, so it must have been last Sunday I had the vision, because it was just a couple days after, and she says, God says that he's moving you into a new season. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> it's a total confirming word, but um, just something that was spoken to my heart tonight again. Basically, the enemy is a liar, right? And so the enemy loves to try to discourage, especially when we're about to have major breakthrough in our lives. And I love that God knows that, and so he just confirms, 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 so you couldn't possibly miss it. And um, tonight, just through um, one of the songs and through just the prophetic singing, um, the Lord just really spoke to my heart just to demolish and eliminate that and just to be bold and just to step into that new season. And so I want to encourage the body of Christ to be bold and don't let the enemy hinder you. Don't um, be negligent of preparing for this next season that God has for you because you're worried about that you're nobody special or about that you couldn't possibly make an impact on this world because God has called you for this time and for this season, amen, to usher in his greater glory, to be a part of this last great day awakening, to be a part of this last great day revival, but it's not going to happen for you. You're not going to be on the crest of the wave unless you have been preparing yourself for this new season. God wants to use each and every one of us. Amen. He is not a respecter of persons. It's not about the who necessarily, but it's about the um, how, how many are um, yielding to him. Or I should say that the other way around. It's not about the how, but it's the who, who is preparing, who is preparing themselves to be used by God.
because he searches the whole earth to find those who will intercede for those who need to inherit salvation. Amen? And so he's looking for any man, any woman who will yield themselves to him, who will worship him, who will just wait on him and let him renew their strength. And so it's just not a matter of, you know, the how, but the who. Who's going to do it? Who's going to make themselves available? Who's going to prepare for this new season that God is about to move in this place? So Ecclesiastes, so that's my intro. <laughs> to Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And we just said, there it, we are in a major season. Um, God has a plan and a purpose and a season and he has, a, he has a plan and a purpose, and he has a season for every one of his plans and purposes. And in this season, we know from the word of God that we're about to encounter and be able to be a part of this last great day revival. The times and the signs are here. I don't believe we're into the end of the end times yet because a great revival has to take place first. Amen. And I believe that we're in that season where we're about to see the latter rain and the greater glory of God hit this earth like we have never seen before. It's like the days of the Bible, only the Lord says the latter rain is going to be greater than the former. Wow, I'm so excited. I mean, I would love to be walking with Jesus and be a disciple, but they were excited, and even the men and women of God of the great healing revivals were excited and wanted to be a part of what they foresaw God was showing them about this last great day revival, amen? And so they wanted to be a part of this, even though we study and we look at the revivals of the past, and we're like, man, what it would have been like to be a part of those awesome revivals with thousands crowding the tents and healing and miracles. Well, God says the latter glory is going to be greater. Oh, I am so excited. And if you have been preparing, if you have been on your knees and seeking the Lord in spirit and in truth, worshiping him in spirit and in truth and seeking him and pressing in, he is going to use you. Hallelujah. He is no respecter of persons. He's going to use you. And so I am so excited for every season for every purpose that he has, there's a season for preparation. So that's what we're talking about tonight. There are new seasons ahead for each and every one of us, and especially for the body of Christ. But there's a time of preparation that we must be in before we can step into those seasons. And that doesn't eliminate any of us. That just makes an opportunity for every one of us. And, um, you know, we are free moral agents. He's not forcing us to seek him. But he gives us the ingredients. He tells us what we must do to be um, yielded to him and through his word and, and to seek his face. And so, um, yeah, so like in order to step into this new season, he wants us ready and prepared. He doesn't want us to be like toddlers toddling about. You know, he wants us to be mature Christians, to be growing up in the knowledge of him and to be waiting in his presence so we're strong by his power and by his might, by his spirit. Amen. I just think about, we have a son. He's a kindergartner now, and last year he was in preschool. And, um, you know, in preschool, they were in preparation for kindergarten. You know, they were learning their ABCs. They were learning their colors. They were learning their shapes. Um, they were in preparation for their next season. And in that next season, had my son Jude gone into kindergarten without learning his shapes, his ABCs, and his one, two, threes, just the basics, if he hadn't prepared, 
um, he wouldn't have been ready and he'd feel kind of like a failure maybe. He'd feel kind of like he needs to catch up. And, and that's how we may feel if, if the body of Christ isn't preparing for this season. You might feel when this wave of God's presence or God's glory hits or when this wave of revival hits and you're unknowledgeable because you haven't been in the presence and you haven't been walking in the spirit, you are going to be an outsider kind of looking in through the glass, watching this happen and not be able to, I mean, you're able, it's available to you, but not necessarily take part. And God doesn't want that for you at all. He wants you to jump in, amen? He wants you to be used by him. He needs all of us to be used for his glory. And um, I also think about teenagers. We have two of those in our house. And um, we have a 15-year-old, Ashton, actually almost 15. And then we have a son who just turned 17. And... um, Both of them, you know, they're learning little things like some responsibility, maybe a few chores, and we might get a little grumbling about it. Once in a while, they barely have any chores. We don't even have a lawn anymore in our new house. So they just barely have any chores, but they're learning some responsibility, okay? Um, You know, babysitting. (laughs) Um, They're, you know, pulling weeds or taking out the trash or doing dishes and things like that. Um, And even allowances or earning money and then spending their own money on the things they desire. All of these things are preparation and training for adulthood. Because adulthood, you're going to need to take care of the things that you want and take, um, you know, have money and have, you're going to have to have chores and and clean your own house and do your own dishes and things like that, or your life is going to be a pigsty and a mess, right? And so for every single season that we move from one place to a new place, it takes preparation, and so really, even though God has, um, I believe God has a plan and a purpose for every single person. He says it in Jeremiah, before you are formed in your mother's womb, I have a plan. I have a purpose for you, right? So we all have different giftings and callings of God. However, as a body, we're in, about to enter a new season, but each one of us have separate callings, okay? So I'm kind of speaking to both tonight. But regarding both of them, it's going to take preparation. And I'm not talking about necessarily going to Bible school, even though that would be good. I'm not even necessarily talking about um, anything other than you getting on your knees, (laughs) really. You preparing your heart, you getting rid of things that are a distraction and even things of the flesh that would cause impurity in your heart so that you're not ready and prepared to be a vessel fit for God's use. So, wow. So teenagers, you know, they learn in their time, in their season, it's preparation to become adults. And we, as children of God, entering into a new season or, you know, we probably, if I had the whole mass here, we'd all be raising our hand that we want to enter that new season, that call that God has on each and every one of our lives, as well as ride the crest of the wave of God's spirit that's about to hit this land. And we'd all raise our hand, yes, yes, we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of that. Yeah, right over there, right over there. We all want to be a part of it, right? 
but it's going to take preparation. I do not want to be a bench warmer. I did that in basketball. I did that in soccer. You know, I was not athletic at all, even though I wanted to be a part of the team. I was an athletic. It's not fun being a bench warmer. It's fun to take part and be used by God. Amen? And so it's the same with the body of Christ. It's going to take preparation to step over into this new season. Okay, so long story short, since I was young, God has been prepping me for this time and for this season. He has been speaking to my heart. I mean, every single place I go, people who don't know me have been speaking the same thing over me of what God has for me, and I believe it 110%. And, um, you know, it's been times and seasons of prayer and seasons of pressing in and seasons of fasting, and God has just opened doors, opened doors and, and things like that, and just different kinds of doors. You know, I'm a pastor of a church. You know, I'm the pastor at Revival MKE, and we just love bringing the body of Christ together in unity from all over um, the Milwaukee area. It's just an awesome time in God's presence, bringing different worship teams, just to have the body of Christ. That's the reason the Spirit of God moves so powerfully at Revival is because the body of Christ is in unity. Amen. We're not segregated. Um, we're not um, this, this um, sector and this sector. We're all just believers who love Jesus and want to worship him. And so it's just been so awesome. But regardless, there's been these different seasons and different moves of God. And I don't even know the whole of what God has for me. And you might not know the whole either. But God gives us little pieces of the puzzle, right? Because of this, um, there's a scripture here. I'm going to jump ahead. It says in Acts 1, 7, it says, The Father alone has the authority to set dates and times. They're not for us to know. And I'll expound on that in a little bit. But really regarding anything in our lives, it's like he'll start to show us things just as they're about to approach because there's a season for everything, a time for that season, you know. And if you're going to enter that season and be ready for it, you're going to have to prepare. Amen. And so just for the last number of months, I've been in this real time of preparation. I don't know if the Spirit of God, I'm assuming, led me into a time of preparation. But I was receiving all these words everywhere I went about preparation. Um, not necessarily prepare, prepare, because I was already preparing, but more like you're in a time of preparation. You're in a time of preparation. There's a door. There's a door. You know. And I received it two, three times, as well as from the Spirit of God myself. Um, which was just a blessing to me because I was like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing, right? So um, <clears throat> then as this time is approaching, and I said I had that vision of me rolling into a new season, it's for the body of Christ too, um, that after a time of preparation, you're ready at some point. But only God knows that time. He knows the perfect moment. And I'm excited about that because you don't want to throw someone into the water, um, even though they do that with babies and I'm scared of doing that, so I wouldn't do that. Um, but you don't want to throw someone into the water before they're prepared to swim. <laughs> God is a good God, and he's not going to throw you into a ministry or throw you into your calling or whatever if you have not been obedient and um, waiting on him and preparing and building yourself up um, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit and being strengthened by his power and by his might. He wants you to prepare. He wants you to do some spiritual exercise and, and he wants you to grow in the Lord and so be studying and showing yourself approved by reading the word of God. All these things are to mature you and to strengthen you so you're prepared, so you're ready 
for your season, for your next season. I'm glad that every season isn't, you know, childhood or babyhood or teenagehood, even though I look back and I was like, wow, I had it really easy when I was a teenager. Even though when you're a teenager, you always want to go to that next season. You want to get married. You want to have children. You want to have a house. So we're always something in us. God created us that way. Something in us always wants to move forward. Thank you, Jesus, right? And so if the enemy ever comes against you, it's usually he's trying to move you backward. Look back. You know, I think of Lot's wife um, who turned into a pillar of salt because she was looking back instead of looking forward to what God had for her. God was about to set her, her and her family free. He could have destroyed them with that city. They had some sin in their lives too, but they had a heart towards God. So God was moving them forward, but she looked back. And God is moving us into a new season. Don't look backwards. Press forward. Prepare for what God has for you. He wants to use you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful. Um, Romans 11:29. he says in his word, his gifts and his callings are without repentance. And I love that he put that in there because so many of us, the enemy does try to come against us because of feelings of inadequacy, um, feelings of failure. Maybe you stumbled in sin or maybe you had known what God's called you to do, but you took a different path. Well, his gifts and callings are without repentance. What does that mean? That means that he hasn't changed his mind about you. He wants to use you. Amen. But what's going what's gonna to have to happen is you're going to have to make a decision in your heart to prepare for what God has for you, to start seeking God with your whole heart. Amen. Matthew 6.33, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So, in other words, lay aside the things that are a distraction to your call and seek God first. I'm not saying quit your job. You can work a job and be praying under your breath the entire time, right? Or you can be, um, you know, working in a factory and, and, or working any job, really, and just to be having a heart of worship and just be worshiping the Lord from your lips and, and um, you know, spending time in the morning before you go to work in devotion before the Lord and um, whatever, whatever it takes to keep him first in your life. Amen. And so he says, if you'll seek him first, he'll add all these things unto you. He'll prepare you. He'll prepare your heart for what he has for you next. So God um, has given us words, you know, um, each one of us, I'm sure. Um, maybe he's put a calling or a desire in our heart to do a certain something for the Lord. And um, it's going to all, all of it is going to take preparation. For me, um, I've shared this a number of times at Revival, but um, when I was a teenager and distraught about not knowing what I was going to do after high school, I called out unto the Lord. He says, call on me in your day of trouble. I'll give you rest. Well, his rest for me was him telling me what I was going to do. And I was calling on him, crying after a silly um, high school breakup. And I was asking him, what am I supposed to do? Everybody, because I had been preoccupied, everyone else knew where they were going, they knew what college they were going to attend, and they knew what they were going to do with their lives, but I hadn't prepared for that next season. But thank God he had it figured out. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. And so I called on the name of the Lord that day, and he spoke to my heart and told me what I needed to do to prepare for my next season. And um, so he ended up sending me to Bible school, 
It's a, it's a long story, but God just confirmed, confirmed, confirmed what he had for me to do and how I needed to prepare. But each one of us, you know, God's about to move in a mighty way in this land. And he's really just calling people to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's, um, James 4, 8, he's drawing people by his spirit. He's saying, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. Really, it's all a decision of your heart to spend time with him, to worship him, to get on your knees. And when his presence shows up, wait upon him and let him renew your strength. Amen. Because when, when things start coming against you, then you can, the word of God says in Isaiah 40, um, 28 through 31, then you can soar high on wings as eagles. You can run and not grow weary. You can walk and not fall. So God wants us to be able to be so strong in the Lord because of waiting in his presence that there's nothing we can't face. Amen. In this new season, we need to be strengthened by the power of his spirit. Zechariah 4, 6 says, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. So it's by his spirit that we're going to be able to uh, fight the battle, the good fight of faith. It's by his spirit that we're going to be able to, um, the Bible says, to run through a troop and jump over a wall. (laughs) That we have the ability by the power of the spirit of God, and I think spiritually too speaking, that things can come against us and we can just run right through it. I mean, in the word of God, Jesus, by the power of the spirit, or I think Peter even, after being let out of prison, walked through crowds and unharmed, you know, and and even though they were supposed to be captured, and even though people were thronging on Jesus, he would just walk right through because of the power of the Spirit of God on him. You know, people were grabbing at him. I'm I'm assuming in some um, movies they depicted a little bit, but people wanted that anointing. They wanted that healing really, really bad, and so they would just pull on him, you know. It wasn't like a, a calm thing. They were excited that they could be delivered. And so we need to be preparing our hearts and our lives by waiting on the Lord, by getting into his presence. It seems so easy, right? He wants us to sit in his presence. That's like spiritual power is easy. He says in his word, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He spoke to me by his spirit a number of years ago. um, And then again, a number of months ago, he said, he said, so many think it's such a hard task waiting on the Lord, that it's such a hard thing because your soul wants to be busy. We want to earn it. But no, all he wants us to do is wait on the Lord and he'll renew your strength. He'll fill you up by the power of his spirit. You know, and so, so many people find it such a hard task, but he says it's where they would find joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's where they would get full of his glory. It's where they would be strengthened by the power of his spirit. So what do I do, your question? You know, I know this new season's coming. I know that God's about to move in a powerful way. What do I do to prepare? Seek the Lord. And he says he will be found by you. Put him first in your life. You know, and the Lord spoke to me specifically. I was like, Lord, how do I, how, what does that look like? And he's like, I'm not talking about like, you know, serving your family and and stuff, that's fine. But he said, don't fill your life with pointless agenda. You know, we could keep ourselves busy, and this this whole thing has actually made us all slow down. Otherwise, we'd be in the stores, in the restaurants, going out to this game, going out to that game, watching that football game. I mean, really, 
I hope and I pray that during this season that we have been in, that God has gotten a hold of your heart to slow you down and to seek his face. Because that stuff, not that it's sin, but it can preoccupy our minds and have a pointless agenda about it to where we are distracted from seeking him. This has been a perfect opportunity, and we still have time. We still have time to seek him so that we can be a part of this great last day revival. This is the time, and this is why God even had us start Revival MKE. He says he is awakening the sleeping giant. He is time to shake the shackles off, to get free. It is time, like the Lord was singing through us, um, that he wants to give his liberty to his people to walk in freedom, walk by his spirit and by his power. And it's all going to be what we need to live in this next season that he's going to have for us. This is an exciting time that we're in. Amen. I believe that God never changes, that he is still healing. He is still delivering. He is still setting the captives free. He hasn't changed. Amen. He said, for this purpose was the son of God made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. And guess what? We now are children of God. And this is also our purpose, that we would be made manifest children of God to display mighty miracle signs and wonders so the world can know our God is God. Amen. And so, wow, we don't even know how this is going to start developing, except for that we're going to wait on the Lord. And that by the power of his spirit, um, one thing at a time, one, one um, encounter with Jesus, one deliverance, one healing at a time, multiplied by however many Christians have been preparing for this season. It's going to be powerful. And I believe it's just globe. It's, it's across the globe. God's been stirring in hearts and lives of believers everywhere to prepare and seek his face, to yield ourselves to the Lord. Amen. In Proverbs 19.21, it says, man's plans may fail, but God's purposes always prevail. That's powerful because... Um, a large, a large amount of the people that come to Revival MKE have been college age. You know, we're every age. We allow children, babies, all the way up to 100 years old. I think we've had in the 80s. But whatever age you are, you know, it, you're never too young or too old to seek God. But a large population is college age people. And um, this is just really important because I remember being that age and um, really calling out to the Lord, what's my purpose? What do you have for me? And I could have made my own plans and my own agenda. And guess what? I might have made um, a good thing of it for a number of years but still felt the lack on the inside of my heart. It's so important that we don't just do and, and check off, you know, on your college applications or whatever, check off what you think you would like, but seek the Lord about it and find out what his purpose is for your life because he had it planned long ago before you were even born, amen? He set you apart for a purpose. And so just know that in your heart that in this season, God's got a purpose for you and an agenda for you, but you're going to have to prepare and that's going to be on your knees, that's going to be in prayer. That's going to be in worship. That's going to be by giving him first place in your life, you know. There's been, I, I desire, and I'm just speaking from my heart here, I desire 110% to spend a lot of time with God. I, I want to. I also have three children and a husband and two ministries. 
and <laughs> I wear a lot of hats, but I'm not making excuses for myself, but every night I get so tired. I put my son to bed, and um, I get so tired, but then my cry is to the Lord as I pray and, and put him to bed. I'm like, Lord, just give me the energy to stay up a little while. I want to be with you. And he does, day in and day out. And it's amazing because the only time I really, really have, um, other than if my two sons watch my um, youngest son, is in the early morning before he wakes up, before homeschool happens, thank you very much, <laughs> or after he goes to bed. And, um, you know, that's my life. But I have tried my absolute best to seek God first. And I know that he doesn't look down on, you know, the responsibilities that he gave me, you know. But, but he sees each one of our hearts and our opportunity, you know, that we have to seek him first. And so are you willing when he calls you by name and when he calls you by his spirit to get away in that secret place? Are you willing to go where he wants you to go? Or are you willing to pray for somebody if he's asking you to pray for somebody? Are you willing to really worship him from your heart and not get distracted with your phone? You know, right now, you know, you could be on your phone and all of a sudden notifications are popping up. Maybe um, watch on your computer instead. <laughs> but whatever the case, just try to focus. Try to commit this time to seeking the Lord first because this is a such important time of preparation for the body of Christ for the new season that we are about to enter and it is exciting hallelujah um Galatians 6 9 is a scripture that really speaks to me regarding this he says because a lot of us have been waiting and imagine being <clears throat> I think about our the words that have been prophesied about this last day great day revival and we've been waiting, yeah, and even the um, men and women of God of, you know, the healing revival back in the 30s and 40s and even 50s and 60s, but um, they, you know, had an awesome move of God, but they knew that that wasn't it yet. And um, they were awaiting this last great day revival. And I was thinking about Jesus and, and his day and how the, the Jews were waiting for the return or the coming of the Messiah, you know, and they like missed it, you know, um, some of them and except for the disciples and some that were following, but they missed it and um, they were preparing for that, but yet they missed it. Well, I don't want to miss it. <laughs> I want to be in preparation, you know, I want to be ready and fit for the master's use. I don't want him to have to say, well, you got some preparing to do. You know, I want to be ready to roll. And that's what God is saying, that we're rolling into a new season. And so it's time to get busy and to prepare, to get on our knees before the Lord and seek his face. But don't grow tired. See, that's what started happening um, in numerous um, times when God speaks to our hearts. Sometimes it takes time for a word to come to pass or a prophecy to come to pass. And you kind of forget about it or you kind of think like, oh, maybe, you know, I missed it or maybe whatever. Um, and so you kind of brush it aside and maybe forget about it. And you're not in a time of preparation regarding it. Galatians 6.9 says, Let us not grow tired in doing what is good, for in what? Due season. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. See, he has a plan and he has a purpose. He says, in this last great day, the latter rain will be greater than the former, that 
he will pour out his spirit, yeah, on sons and daughters, and they will prophesy, they'll dream dreams, they'll have visions, there will be signs and wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Um, it's going to be a mighty move of God. But people sometimes, you know, they believe the word. It's in the word. God's word doesn't return void, right? So when he says it, that settles it. He's not a liar. But they grow tired and weary in seeking him because it's not happening right now when we want it to. Well, I'm thankful that it didn't happen already because I know I wasn't ready. I know I hadn't been prepared. Amen. And so it's important. It's coming. God's word does not return void. It's coming. And I don't want to be a bystander. I don't want, I believe 110% is coming, but you're going to be one of two people. You're either going to be, well, one of three people. You're either going to be an unsaved person in this world watching it happen, and hopefully during this revival, you're going to be, uh, you know, brought into the kingdom of heaven, right? Or you're going to be a Christian who maybe heard that this is happening, but you've not been in preparation, and you're going to be a bench warmer. You're going to be watching it happen and unfold, and hopefully you'll kind of enter into it. But then there's going to be the believer who prayed this thing through, amen, and the heavens opened above us, and God sent mighty rushing wind, and um, the power and the presence of God so filled the church, and we go out with boldness and preach the gospel with miracle signs and wonders happening. So then there's those, and I want to be one of those, and I believe that I'm speaking to a crowd that wants to be those people who are ready and prepared for this next season for the body of Christ. I believe that is a part of what I'm called to do is to prepare the body of Christ to rise up, to get up, you sleeping giant. You are a you, the greater one lives on the inside of you. You've got what it takes. And so it's time to get up, you sleeping giant, rise up and take your place. And part of that is on your knees, really. It's so simple. Wait upon the Lord and he will renew your strength. Be still and know I am God. He made it so easy that too many people find it too hard to do. We want to pray, 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 pray. And prayer, prayer is good. But when his presence comes into a room, you need to not be so antsy like, oh, my goodness, this worship has been going for 40 five minutes. Well, the Revival MKE is just not the place for you then. Because when the presence of God comes into the room, we want to wait in his presence. That's where you are filled up with his strength. Amen? Oh, yes. I love you, Jesus. Okay, so back to Acts 1, 7 and 8. He's talking to the disciples. They're asking, when are you going to, you know, bring your kingdom and all this stuff, right? And it's right before the, the, whole, the promise of the Holy Spirit is, is given to them. And when Jesus is instructing them regarding it. So, the Father alone has the authority to set dates and times. They're not for you to know. But when it's time, or we could say, but when you're prepared, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. When you're prepared, wait until you're prepared. Wait till when? Till it's time. When is it time when you've prepared? The Lord's waiting on us to prepare. Hallelujah. He's not going to do it without us. 
We are co-workers together with God. If we can band together and seek the face of God together and come together in unity and seek God and worship God and pray and get on our knees and wait on the Lord, he is going to pour out his spirit like this world has never seen before. But it's not going to happen until he sees the set time and he sees our hearts. He knows when we stand up. He knows when we sit down. He knows every hair on our head. So he knows when it's time. And it's not for us to know. But until then, we need to be in preparation, seeking God first. I love this. But when it's time, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. So the Lord waited until they waited on him. That's what happened. He said, wait in Jerusalem, wait in this upper room until you receive this power. So what did they have to do to receive their next season and their walk with the Lord? They had to wait upon the Lord. They had to be still and know that he is God. They continued, if you read about it in that time, they continued in the breaking of bread, into prayer, and in worship, and fellowship with one another. They were having a good time, but they continually were waiting upon the Lord. I don't know about you, but I love revival nights. I'm really sad during this time. I I love it. I love when the community of God comes together. We're breaking bread together. We're having fun. We're worshiping God. There's a lot of laughter, but when it comes time to worship God, I mean Whoa, talk about unity in the body of Christ and the spirit of God just sweeps through that place. If you were there at our last revival, MKE, there was such a unity and such a liberty for the spirit of God to move that he just, like tonight was like one wave and we were kind of like swaying back and forth. I don't know if you felt that in the spirit. It was just like we were just waiting on the Lord. But that night God demonstrated, it was awesome because that night was... um, I was going to preach, I was going to preach on um, recognizing moves of the Spirit. And that night, the Holy Spirit took over and moved by his Spirit in like five different waves. Like there was the prophetic wave, then there was a wave of his um, praise and worship and just people really entering in and dancing in the Spirit. Then there was a wave of just the stillness of his presence. It was just an amazing night. You couldn't have made that happen, but it was because of the body of Christ coming together in unity, focusing on him. But I love it. And so the disciples received power after they were obedient to the Lord to do what? Prepare for their next season. If the body of Christ will take seriously what the Lord is saying here, he's saying by his spirit right now, because he's saying it to me, I'm saying it to the church, he's saying to the body of Christ, you're rolling into a new season. So get ready. Are you ready? Are you preparing for what I am about to do? Because I want to use you. Amen? So each one of us, we need to prepare our hearts. We need to yield our hearts and our lives, every part of them, to the Lord. In Ezra 7.10, it says, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the Lord to to minister the word. He would prepare his heart. That means um, 
in, in the word of God in Second Chronicles, he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will pray, will seek my face, and not leaving this out, turn from their wicked ways. That's preparing your heart. Turning from the things that distract you, turning from wickedness, turning from sin or things of the flesh. And then for me, what he spoke to me was turning from things that are a distraction, not necessarily sin, but just a distraction that occupies my time so much because then I would have more time to seek him. Amen? Not that I get into condemnation if I want to get lunch with people or something like that, but my priority is to seek him because I want to be used by him. Amen? So get ready, body of Christ. We are entering a new season. 2 Timothy 2.21 says this. If, and that's a really important word right there, if, if you will keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready, or you could say you will be prepared for the master to use you. You'll be ready for that new season. Let me say it again. I think it's powerful. If you will keep yourself, yourself pure, in other words, you'll keep those distractions out, you'll put your flesh down and walk in the spirit, and it's easy to do. If you would just get into his presence, he would strengthen you by the power of his spirit. If you will keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Anybody. It's not just for the five-fold ministry gifts. Anybody. Don't be um, selling yourself short. Don't be um, getting into insecurities and, and things like that and letting the enemy come against you. No, God wants to use anyone and everyone. It's not the, the how but the who. <laughs> who is willing to lay their lives down? Who is willing to seek his face? If Anyone, if any one of you will keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready. Or you could say you will be pure. Or you could say you will be prepared for the new season. For the master to use you in this new season. Are you ready? Are you ready for what God is about to do? You know, God's going to use his people all over this earth. And people that we wouldn't think, right? So that's exactly what he did in the Bible. He used Peter with the anger issues, uh, you know, him and his buddies, the fishermen. He used a tax collector, which I don't know if you guys have watched the new um, Chosen series. But it's just really awesome how it depicts the realness of the different hearts that God used who just were um, inquisitive and, and were seeking out, you know, the Lord, even though they had sin in their lives. But the, per, the point in the stories are they were willing to lay their lives down to follow him. They were willing to lay their lives down to follow him and say, yes, I will live a life, set aside my life, my desires for your desires. If the Lord asked you, Abraham, he asked him for his one and only son. If the Lord, I'm not saying he's going to ask you that, but is, you know, in this different situations, Peter, he had um, a wife, you know, and, and some of them, most of them were single, but he had a wife when he got his wife's consent, but he was willing to, to put that aside and to follow Jesus. 
whoa, what is the Lord asking of you? Do you know that the Lord called me to um, this next season 10 years ago? But I was afraid. I was afraid of doing what God's called me to do because of leaving my family. But the Lord had assured me right away when I went into this vision that my family had their place and not to worry about it. He blessed me with them, but it was a fear that gripped me. And not literally today, I told him, okay, I'm ready. And then you sang that song and started singing prophetically about like something along the lines of, are you ready? Just step in. And God just totally blew me away because I had just today finally said, okay, I surrender. Not my will, but thy will be done. Because really what my heart has been desiring all my life is to be used by God. Not that I'm being, not being used by God, but is to walk in the fullness of what he's called me to. Each one of us have a calling on the inside of us. And unless we step into that calling, we will feel unfulfilled. And God has called each one of us to walk in his presence and his glory. And unless we walk that out and get to see and be used by God, we'll always wonder, what if I did that? What if I yielded to him? Or what if I had been preparing? How could he have used me? So I want to encourage you, don't watch from the sidelines. Seek the face of God. Tell God, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll do what you want me to do. And you know what's so awesome is he makes it easy. All he says is, wait on me. He told his disciples, wait in the upper room until. Prepare until I give you further instructions. You'll know when the time is. You'll know. And I love that about the Lord because he doesn't let you miss it. Even though insecurities might step in, even though the enemy might try to come and try to distract you or whatever, God keeps confirming his word, watching over his word to perform it, making sure he makes it clear. And he sure made it clear that day on Pentecost. Well, guess what's coming up? Pentecost, two weeks from this Sunday. I want you to get ready. I don't know what's about to happen, but I know something's about to happen. And God wants his people ready. I'm excited. Can you tell? Hallelujah. Well, why don't we just go ahead. I'm going to have the worship team come on back up. Oh, I hope that you were encouraged tonight. I hope that you're stirred in your spirit. I went a really long time. I realized I'm just in the spirit and I was excited. But um, I want to encourage you to seek the face of God, to just surrender your agenda to the Lord. Because remember, man's plans may fail, but God's purpose will prevail. Amen. Let's go ahead and just close in a word of prayer. And I'm going to um, go ahead and pray for our Revival MKE um, offering as well. You can give um, by going to revivalmke.com and click give. Otherwise, I believe that the, the link there is under the video. And you click that and it'll just explain everything to you. If you were blessed tonight, I just encourage you to continue sowing um, into this ministry. I believe that it's good ground and it's producing a harvest of people to rise up and take their place um, for the Lord and for his glory. Father, I just pray, Lord, right now, first of all, for your blessing upon the giver and the gift and every seed sown. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would multiply it 
that you would produce a harvest of blessing in their lives that they can't contain. And Lord, that you would produce a blessing and a harvest for the ministry, both spiritually and naturally, God, that we would see great and mighty fruit. Father, I just thank you that you're meeting every need of both the ministry as well as the people, Lord. Now, Lord, I just extend my faith to the believers right now, and and I just want to lead you each in a prayer. Just say, Lord, prepare me. It's a song. To be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. Lord, with thanksgiving, I will be a sanctuary for you. Lord, purify my heart. Purge me of anything contrary to you. And fill me, Lord, with your spirit. Let me be a vessel, Lord, fit for your use. I want to be used by you, God. Transform me, Lord, by your glory, by your presence. Holy Spirit, I welcome you to bring me from glory to glory in my walk with the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name. Let's just go ahead and sing this song and wait on the Lord. Let him just fill you up tonight. Hallelujah. See ya. 
just pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done in each and every heart and home, Lord, that is participating in this service, God. I just pray that you stir and grip our hearts, stir up our lives, Lord, for your glory, for your presence. Lord, let our lives get full, so full of your glory that the glory of the Lord arises upon us, Lord. We want to be used by you, God, for your glory. Hallelujah, Lord. Stir in us, prepare us to prepare ourselves to yield to you, to seek your face, God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do mightily through your church. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen.